Welcome to Repairs of the Breach Ministries, ROTB as our abbreviation. Today is episode five. And we come to you today, I'm Sharissa, Sharissa Carr, along with my husband. Brother Walter. We're gonna lead out in prayer. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for this day. We thank you, Lord, just for the things that you're doing in our life. We thank you for the platform that you're giving your people. Now, as we go forward in this podcast today, we thank you for touching people's lives, giving them insight, Lord God, giving them time to think, time to just absorb and receive your will for each and every one of us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I I just want to uh, thank uh, uh, thank God for this opportunity today. Thank God for another day. Um, thank God for being able to have the ability to uh, create a platform where uh, we can uh, encourage, build up, and, and things of that nature. Uh, our ministry, again, is, is so important in this time and this season. Uh, we truly believe God has given us this ministry to be a blessing, not only to the people of God, but to those who have somewhat kind of lost their way uh and so uh our ministry is a a a place or not just a place but a a new way a new way back to the kingdom of god in a sense of you know uh, in love and building one another up in love Uh, i think that's so important um, that we understand how to build one another up in love and how to encourage but also how to correct and also how to identify when correction is needed um, I, it, it brings me to what I kind of wanted to talk about today, Sister Cherie. Uh, kind of want to talk about our response uh, determines the outcome. Our response determines the outcome, meaning our response determines how we respond to adversity. Uh, I think our response is so important and um, how we, you know, respond when we're dealing with adversity when we're challenged, when we're pushed, when we, uh, in, in some cases, have made bad decisions. And sometimes, you know, we have fallen. And how you get back up and how you respond will determine the outcome. Uh, too many times you see people uh, respond in a, in a almost prideful way, and it causes, uh, you create battles that, you know, you don't necessarily need to create. I think humility is always the answer. Humility is always the key. Uh, When you respond, it should always be, it should always come from a place of humility. You know, I take myself for example, I've made a lot of mistakes, you know, in my youth and I've made some bad decisions and, you know, in those bad decisions, you repent. Uh, One thing I've learned is to not try to justify wrongdoing, not to try to shift blame or deflect but to repent because uh, God sees all. You, you can trick some people. You might be good in one of those people that can always, you know, uh, trick folk and, and things like that. But God sees the truth. God knows all things. You can't trick God. You can't uh, water down motives. He, he sees your heart. He sees you while you're doing it. He sees you while you're in it. He sees you when you uh, uh, started. So uh, repentance is the key. You know, I, I, 
I think when we try to justify wrongdoing, when we try to come from a place of, uh, it's, it's a form of pride, you know, uh, you have to understand that repentance and how we respond to adversity is very important. Uh, for example, even in the scriptures where, uh, you go ahead and read that scripture, Sister Sheree. Thank you. I'm reading from Matthew chapter 23, verse 12. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's the key. Humility is, is truly the ingredient you need in how you respond to adversity and how you respond to things. Um, I, I can remember you know, making bad decisions when I was young and, and get caught up in situations that, you know, uh, put me in uh, bad situations and how you respond, you know, you, you, you know, humility, being humble uh, uh, and allowing God to defend you and allowing God to move for you and trusting in the Lord. Because again, God sees all things. And I think that we have to come to a place where our response has to be grounded in humility you know, in love. Um, and we have to be careful too, you know, when we are looking at situations that affect the church and affect ministry, uh, when we're looking at someone's character or looking at, you know, uh, things that are happening in our community, we have to be able to uh, move in a place where we are humble, but at the same time, uh, ask God for guidance and understanding. I try not to respond to things that, uh, quickly, but, you know, I pray and I ask the Lord to give me understanding on how to respond to a situation because I don't want to misjudge something. I don't want to connect myself to someone, something or someone and then it finds out they did wrong and, you know, they misled me as well. You know, so I just I, I take my time and I'm patient with that. Um, I just, you know, I, I guess, you know, watching things and seeing, you know, you know, how people respond to adversity, you know, kind of made me think about this subject the other day, Sister Cherie, you know, and I just thought about it and it hit me, you know, you know, how we respond determines our outcome. You know, what do you think about that? What do you think about when um, people are, you know, in situations where they're faced with adversity, you know, and their response? Um, it's important how you respond to all different types of situations, especially in adversities, because uh, we all have our own opinions, how we handle things and how we view things. But you also have to be mindful and careful how your response is, because in doing that, those who are you are making a response to, you want them to be able to receive what you're saying and, and have a clear understanding of not being critical or judgmental, but just that they understand where you're coming from. No, it's true. I mean, it, that's important. And, and like I said, it should be grounded. Um, I was trying to find that scripture, Jude, that scripture. Uh, with this thing. Oh, give me a second here. I'm trying to find it. See, it won't let me do it. Oops. Yeah, so. Uh, oh, you got a scripture. Go ahead and read that scripture. I have Philippians 2, 
chapter two, verse three. Mm-hmm. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. And, and then go to Jude too. Yeah, it's true. I think it's important to encourage each other. I think it's important. You know, it's something that I think just gets under me. It bothers me when I see people just kind of blindly support people. You know, in the sense that it's not really sincere. It's not coming from a place of humility. It's not coming from a place of love. It's just kind of, you know, uh, I'm just going to blindly support you because, you know, you're my pastor or you're you're my deacon or you're my elder, and you don't you don't look at everything and you don't you know, look at, because you don't know where a person's at. And God may be, God may be in a place where he's trying to use you to bring correction to a situation. And so he can take that adversity and then bring you into that fold and cause you to be the person to bring that correction to that person. And that's why a lot of times when you see ministries that are handicapped and, 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 and crippled because there's no correction. And so they keep repeating the same uh, mistakes. They keep repeating the same things over and over and over until it brings about judgment or to it brings about uh, uh, issues that cause them to be crippled. You know, correction is a very important ingredient to building. You need correction. You need to have people in your life that are able to correct you, you know, are able or be in a place to bring about correction. Um, so it's very important that, you know, we seek God and we seek guidance and understanding from God when dealing with, you know, situations, when dealing with people, when when putting ourselves in situations where we we have to have a response. You know, I'll give you an example. I'm part, if I'm part of a ministry where I see wrongdoing, but yet I don't want to misjudge that or I don't want to go after with half information. You know, I pray. I ask the Lord, give me guidance because you know, I, I need to put myself in a place where if God wants to use me to bring correction, I can do so. But if, if, if you know, what good is it to be a part of something or to you yourself not be able to receive correction? How are you going to go forward and be effective if you don't know how to be, you know, if you don't allow God to bring that correction into your life? And so it's very important to be able to come. Your response has to be rooted in the word of God. It has to be rooted in and 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 understanding and and it has to be rooted in the fact of love because you know the bible also says ye which are spiritual if you see your brother overtaken in a fall then you are to restore him in meekness but before i can restore you in meekness there has to be some type of correction i can't you know restoration can't come about without correction absolutely as well as god says in his word he delights in his his blessings as much as he delights in his chastisement. So correction yeah, is very important. Absolutely, absolutely. Did you get that scripture, Jim? So, what do you think about correcting when you talk about correction with kids? I mean, do you kind of believe in uh, whoopings? Do you believe in you know where where you at with that? To a certain degree, I mean, you don't want to be abusive by all means. Uh, but when you're talking about corrections to a certain degree, you absolutely want to begin correction through verbal teaching. And that's where a lot of correction starts because how you handle your children is what you teach them and how they 
take what is being taught to them, how they absorb, how they learn from it. And children are like sponges. They learn. And if you take the time to sit down, to talk with them, you don't necessarily have to uh, raise a belt or raise a hand or pop a hand or a leg or a bottom. You can actually talk to them. And that comes from spending time with them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I believe I believe that you, um, I believe in that as well, spending time with them, uh, talking, keeping them rooted in the word of God. Uh, I think, you know, uh, as far as like belts and things of that nature, um, you know, it doesn't bring about correction. It just brings about fear. Absolutely. And, and you know, fear is never a, a good substitute. Fear is never a substitute for correction. You have to be able to receive correction. That's why a lot of these young men, even today, they'll tell you, yeah, they took whoopings and all that. And they still out here doing stuff. And they, they don't allow people to speak correct correction into their lives. And so they go out here and, and, and they continue to do the same thing over to either they're in a grave or they're in jail. And the reason why they don't allow to have correction spoken to their lives, once again, like I said, they have not had someone actually talk to them to teach them and give them that understanding. And when you don't have that from the beginning and as you grow up, you're not used to that. So right. you're not going to be acceptable to understanding that type of correction. No, that's true. I mean, it's true. I mean, you know, I wanted to get that scripture, Jude, uh, I highlighted right there for you. Okay, this is coming from Jude chapter 1, verse 4. For there are certain men crept in unawareness who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely. I, I, let me tell you, you know, I, I think it's important that. Um, People understand that you cannot you, you, you can abuse grace and, and in the sense that you abuse grace in the sense that we use grace as a way of, you know, being able to do what we want to do. And then, you know, we know we can run to the altar on Sunday, uh, being able to, you know, treat people any kind of way. And we know we can run to the altar, you know, uh, being being in positions where we, we know that we're not uh, uh, hearing from God. We're not being truthful about that because there are a lot of people that don't really hear from God. And so, you know, then we run to the altar on Sunday. Uh, that's abusive. You you have to begin to examine yourselves and, and, and work on you and know that God sees all things. I try not to put myself in position, position to judge anybody or any situation because I can't see all things, but I know God knows all things. And so, with that being said, you have to be careful when you hook up and connect with folk and you think that you know somebody and you're not paying attention to character and you're not paying attention to their actions and you're not looking at these things. You have to be careful how you respond to these situations, because a lot of times these situations and the way you respond can bring about change in, in your life. You can be affected by someone else's miscues and mishaps and, and bad decisions. And because you respond in a way that you connect yourselves with that without seeking God, without acknowledging God, without getting understanding. Now you've connected yourself to something that's brought about uh, uh, hiccups in your life. And so with that being said, I, I think it's very important that even in this time, in this season, our response determines our outcome. You know, go ahead, sister. Well, I would like to challenge uh, uh, everyone 
to observe the fruits of the spirit? Do you actually take the time to look and see what fruits people are operating in, what fruits, what characteristics, not just looking at the, the gifts, because mm -hmm. the Bible says gifts come without repentance. Right. But if you actually look at the fruits of a person and then look at the character that they're walking in, right. how do you determine what fruits they're operating in? And, and, and what Brother Walter was saying and, and, and not linking up and hooking up and just following someone because of gifts is right. more than just gifts. So I challenge you to look yeah. at the fruits Absolutely. I mean, and that's, I like that because that's true because, you know, we get so caught up in gifts and, you know, somebody's got the gift of prophecy and we just, we link up with them because that's what we want. And we don't look at their character and we don't look at how they treat people and we don't look at how they, how they handle situations. And so we just, you know, based on that alone, you know, we didn't hooked up with this person and, and, it, and it can bring about hiccups in your life. It can bring about uh, situations that cause you to, to have to repent. You know, uh, a lot of times, you know, our response really affects and determines how that, you know, how the outcome, you know, uh, happens, how it looks. Because if you respond in a negative way, then it brings about, ne you know, uh, negativity. Uh, it brings about negativity. Energy, it brings about things, you know what I'm saying? If, but if you respond in the word of God, if you respond in love, if you respond in truth, you know, uh, truth is is. Is, is, is a requirement, it's not a choice. Truth, I'll say it again, truth is a requirement, it's not a choice. It's not uh, 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 something you just kinda, you can have, you can live, you can live without. You know how they used to say, baby, back in the day, you know, uh, uh, you know, can't live with them, you can't live without them. Well, that's not truth, you need truth. Absolutely. You can't, you can't walk around with the mindset that, you know, uh, you can live without truth. You need the truth of God in your life and in your character. You have to display those things. And so with that being said, you know, there's a lot of things moving and shifting right now because of the virus and because of everything that's happened with the economy and, and churches being closed and things. There's a lot of pieces and things are happening. You see some people now, um, I was reading somewhere where they're talking about the, the uh, payment protection loans um, that turn into grants. And once you, you know, pay your employees to, you know, there are a lot of people who have taken advantage of that, and now they're going to court. Uh, they're being charged with fraud and things of that nature. I would say to people, be careful. Be careful. Pay attention to the fruit and the character of a person. Uh, be careful how you deal with people. Pray. You need a prayer life more than ever Absolutely. in this time. You need a prayer life to determine how you respond. The Bible clearly tells us we need to repent and turn from our wicked ways. And then God will hear from heaven and heal our land. And I think it's how we respond that determines the outcome. How we respond. How do you respond to adversity? Are, are, are you confrontational? Are you the person you just, you, you're very confrontational. And so it creates wars. It creates battles within the war. It creates more battles on top of what you're already dealing with because you're confrontational. Are you silent? Are you not just voicing about the adversities that are going on and you're just sitting back and not saying nothing or, or not even acknowledging it? You have to have a voice for truth. You have to have a voice for what's right. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and you know something else, too, that I think is so wicked. I think it's so wrong when I see it. 
when I see people doing, trying to build, when I see people trying to build ministries or trying to build a program or trying to build uh, 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 something that's going to help the community, and I see no support, and I see men and women of God show no support for these people, they get out here and have touch. I think that is the most wicked thing I see. How can you sit in church every Sunday and pray and ask the Lord to advance the kingdom? And then when he says, okay, I'm gonna touch this sister right here and, and give her the idea to create a, a, a program that help young women, to help young girls or to help women with children. And yet you see no support for that sister. You see nobody trying to support them to, to, to help them, whether it's financially, whether it's spiritually, whether it's just giving your time. People are just standing there silent. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. How else do you think you're going to advance the kingdom? How else do you think you're going to move something? What do you think? God, it's just, it's just going to happen. You're just going to look up and all of a sudden you got 15,000 people standing at your door. It doesn't work like that. You have to be able to be in a place when you see somebody doing something that's for God, you have to support that. Absolutely. You have to support that. When you see somebody saying, hey, God has given me an idea, support that. Because let me tell you something. If you if I got on here and start talking about drugs and start talking about how I want to be player of the year, Mac Daddy, I get all kind of support. I get all kind of people. I get all kind of people um, talking about, hey, yeah, Walt, you the man. If I got out here and went in the street and start talking about I want to sell dope and I want to hustle. The dope man is support me. The gangs will support that. So why the church is quiet when it's time for somebody to say they want to do something to advance the kingdom or when somebody's talking about they want to do something to build something to help somebody. Where are we at with that? You can't always just sit back and do the, the, the same old thing and support the same old folk and the same old program has been around for 30 years. You got to know when God shifts, you got to shift with that. When God begins to shift, and it's been a shift. Yes, it is. And the shift is, God has said, look, I've opened, I've taken their platform and given it, and now you, anybody can stand up and open up and stand on the platform and build. There's no reason you come outside, come out of this virus, and no reason why folks are talking about going to work for the rest of their life when you have an opportunity to build a business. Things have changed, and the more that they see that the change has came, the more that they'll understand that it won't be the same no more. That's right, because it's not going to be the same anymore. <laughs> There's no such thing. And listen, what was normal about what we were doing before this thing happened? Nothing. What was normal about making $10 an hour and didn't even know how you're going to pay rent and buy food? What was normal about going to work and working 80 hours a week only to put $700 in, in your pocket? And then try to figure out how you're going to buy groceries and pay the light bill and pay the rent. That's not normal. I don't want to go back to normal. I want to, the shift has taken place. Build. But support people when you see them doing what's right. When you see them trying to do what's right and advance the kingdom. Absolutely. Stop being so so narrow-minded in, in, in how we look at stuff. And I'm only going to support uh the ymca and then this brother over here trying to do something to help in the community and get young men to put guns down but i won't support that come on that's crazy that's crazy let me tell you something
at the end of the day, when the smoke settles, we all got to have to stand before God. And so you can have these tricksters out here. You can have these cats out here, these cutthroats. You can have these people out here to try to hustle people and then twist it up and be, you know, all that slick stuff. But God sees the truth. God knows the truth. And he sees all and he knows all. You can't get around God. You might can fool some and folks. He's no respect of person. None. None. None at all. Humility is the key. When you make a mistake, you made a mistake. Repent. It's okay. Nobody's making every decision correctly. I get that. But repent. Everyone has fallen short. Everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. Absolutely. And so that, that that's what kind of gets under my skin when I see that. When I when I see those things happen and and, and I see, you know, knowing that, you know, our response is so important. And I see some of my brothers, they just I, I look and I'm like, oh my God, they're just the way they responded to that situation is just gonna bring more battles to them. And right now you just need to repent. Right now, you just need to lay before God and repent. Amen. You just need to lay before God and seek him. You hear me? You need to lay before God. You don't need no GoFundMe account. Just lay before God. That's all you need. I've been there. I've been there. I made bad decisions. I made bad mistakes. My my, if you look at my past, my past will tell you something different. But I repented. I went before God because I knew God saw everything. I can't trick God. I can't make God think something that's not real and, and try to trick him and make him think this is how I, I felt or this is what I was trying to do. He knows my heart. He knows the innermost part of me. So all I had to do is go before him and repent. And I ain't talking to no specific person. Or maybe it's somebody out there that needs to hear that. Maybe you need to put that, that confrontational stance down and just repent. It's okay. Repent. Maybe you feel like if you do, you'll lose everything, but you won't. Because if you repent, God will fight your battles for you. God will bring you to a place that you never thought you could get back up. You never thought you can dust yourself off. God will dust you off and shine you up and put you back out there and stronger and better than you ever was before. But you got to repent. You can't think you can trick God. You can't think you can do this thing on your own. You can't think that's going to work. It ain't going to work. Repent. Cut that nonsense out and just lay before God and ask the Lord for forgiveness and then ask the Lord for understanding. I promise you God will bring you out. I promise you God will bring you to a place. I promise you God will bring you to a place of maturity. And you'll look back and that'll be a testimony of how God kept you and how God brought you out. And even when you fail, God picked you back up. That's what that scripture means. When you humble yourself, God will exalt you. You don't need no confrontational stance. You don't need to be trying to fight this and fight that. You don't need to be trying to go back and forth with the media. Repent. 
And like I said, I'm not specifically talking about anybody. But if somebody needs to hear that, then amen. I'm all for that. If somebody needed to, to hear that, I've been there. I know what it's like. I know what it's like. I've made some bad calls, man. I can tell you right now, I've made some bad calls. I've dragged my family through things that they did not deserve because of my decision making. I just needed to repent. Amen. Amen. So, I mean, at the end of the day, when it's all said, Sister Cherie, it's really humility and our stance and how we respond and to the out it determines our outcome and 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 we need our response need to be rooted in it needs to be rooted in love and in humility uh and and this is our as uh, my wife said earlier this is our fifth episode you have to understand that god gave me this to build to you know uh, we decided to do a podcast because you know we wanted to uh Get out what we wanted to get, you know, what we wanted to say, what the Lord would put on our heart to say. And so being in our fifth time, being our fifth, it may not come across the way uh, somebody's been doing it for five years. That's okay. You you keep building. That's Everyone the thing. Everyone is different. Everybody's different. And that's something that we as as people uh, that, that lives in this society have to understand. We're not built to all be the same. That's what makes us so unique. That's what makes us so grand and so right. beautiful because it's always something different. And everyone, as we've said before in previous podcasts, everyone has a different area and a different place in this time, in this world, in this society. Absolutely, you know, that's true. And again, just to, just to recap again, our response determines the outcome. Uh, like I said, I've made mistakes. I've done things that I'm not proud of. My past will tell you something completely different about the man I am today. But you don't need to try to be a trickster or a slickster. You don't need to try to be confrontational. Just simply repent. Because God knows the truth. God sees all. I've been in situations where, you know what, at the end of the day, I may not have been the person to have done this or done that. But I was in it. I was a part of it. And instead of trying to justify it, I just simply needed to repent. I just feel like somebody needs to hear that. Somebody needs to know, you repent and let God bring you out. Repent and let God exalt you. Amen. Let God handle that. Sometimes we respond in pride and we'll take something that might not have even been that bad. That storm might not have been that bad, but you didn't made that thing out into a hurricane fire. Some of these young men going to jail and they may be looking at six months and then they didn't went in there confrontational. They didn't went in the courtroom. They're going to take it all the way to, to the end. And now they're doing 10 years and doing 20 years. Repent. Let your, your response be rooted in love and in the word of God and in truth. Let that be how we respond to adversity. Let that be how we deal with what, what, what we face in this world. Because I tell you right now, this government, this world is wicked. Just wicked. 
and we need truth. But we need people to understand how to hold truth, how to shine the light of truth, how to how to encourage one another, how to build somebody up. You never know what somebody's going through. So let our response be rooted in the word of God. And then it determines the outcome and our outcome will always be victorious. Amen. Amen. Do you have anything else to say, Sister Sheree? No, not at this time. I think we've uh, really hit uh, our response determines the outcome heard today. And uh, I just uh, pray that each and every one of us uh, can receive uh, what we were trying to come across and what we were talking about. Amen. And just get the understanding that it's all in love. Amen. Amen. So with that, I'll just say a prayer. Um, we kind of went over today, but Father, we come before you and we ask that you forgive us for everything we've said and done and thought that's not glorified you, that has not lifted you up, Father. Father, we lift you up on today and we thank you, Father God, for just showing us mercy and grace. I lift up my brethren on today, Father God, those that are going through. I pray, Father, that you just begin to give them understanding. I pray, Father God, that they would seek you for repentance, Father. And even as they seek you and call upon you for repentance, Father, may you ex exalt them. May you bring them to a place of maturity. May you raise them up even in the midst of the storm, oh God. And may you bring them out in, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it right now, Lord God. We thank you for it right now for touching those that need, need, need a blessing on God on today. I thank you for bringing jobs to them, oh God. I thank you for bringing creativity in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, for we seek you and you alone, oh God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. We pray for families on today. We thank you, Father God. We come against our mishap, misunderstanding. We come against arguments. We come against confusion. In the name of of Jesus and we speak peace. We speak sound minds and power in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for peace in this neighborhood right now. Let not another bullet fly through this air, oh God, but let your word and the love of God be in the midst in Jesus' name. And with that being said, we thank you. God bless you. And we'll talk to you later. Like that. You was doing good. You just had to go and open it up. I didn't open it up, man. Yes, like you that, did. Yo. Everybody knows what you're talking about. No, they don't. Right. Say that now. Why do they come on so late? Oh. I think that was God, though. Because I didn't have.